Hey, this morning we're starting a brand new series called Marked, Called by the Savior. We'll be looking at four different instances where Jesus calls people to follow him. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to stretch us a lot like um, this past series. You know, I've heard a lot of feedback from you guys, how God has stretched us to uh, be hospitable. And what a great series that was. I was not anticipating uh, just how much I learned just from preaching that uh, that sermon series because it's something that we don't think about, right? And I think this series that we're going to do on Mark, I think is going to come along the same way um, because there's scriptures and there are instances in the gospel that we have read over many times, but I believe that God is going to bring these scriptures anew and afresh to us. So hold on to your hats. Let's go on for this ride together. And, uh, and I think this is going to lead us up perfectly into the Easter season as well. So let's prepare our hearts as we come into that time as well. But if you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to start reading verse 18, and we'll go to verse 22. And Matthew writes, he says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they were for they fish for a living. Verse 19, Jesus called them, Come, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little further up the shore, he saw two brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them too, and they immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. So what we're going to get from this message and from this whole series is that Jesus is still calling people like you and like me to follow him, to become his students, to become his disciples and follow him in all his ways. You know, here um, in this passage that we just read, Jesus is about 30 years old. He's about to start his public ministry. He first left Galilee and came to the Jordan River looking for John the Baptist. And we're very familiar with that story where Jesus is baptized and the father affirms him as his son. The Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus. And then after that scene, we see Jesus being led into the wilderness where he was um, led there by the Holy Spirit, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And when he returned from the wilderness, full of the Holy Spirit, Jesus enters into the synagogue. We read in, in Luke chapter 4, where he declares from the prophet Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, for he's been anointed to preach the good news, to set, um, to set liberty those who are captive, to heal the brokenhearted. And from there, Jesus returns to Capernaum, and he begins his public teaching ministry. Um, Matthew shows us a great point of view of what's going on because now we see Jesus walking down the Sea of Galilee and beginning to call disciples unto him. What's what's really interesting about all this is that traditionally in those times, the rabbis were never the ones to go after the students. Typically, the students were the ones that went after the rabbi. They had to position themselves. They had to have a family name. They have to have um, they had to play have to, have to have position within um, the community to reach to the best rabbis. But here, Jesus is walking by, and he sees these two brothers, Simon and Andrew and James and John. And here's the teacher of teachers. 
and he calls these four men unto himself. And the scriptures tell us that immediately they drop what they had in their hand, they left their boats, and they went to follow Jesus. See, being a follower of Jesus or being a student or an apprentice means to practice the way of Jesus by ordering our lives around three primary purposes, being with him, becoming like him, and doing what he did. So when we look at this passage and what it means to follow him uh, and the cost of following him is number one is that following Jesus is being with God. I mean, how, how amazing would that have been, right, for these, for the 12 disciples, uh, 12 apostles and the other disciples that went along with Jesus as they walked with him, they talked with him, they saw him, you know, feed the multitudes. And those are all great events. But I wish that some of the, um, some of the writers of the gospel would have recorded what happened after the feeding of the 5,000, right? When they're sitting together, when they're breaking bread that evening, when they're alone with him, because following Jesus meant being with God. And this was, you know, as I read these, um, these calls of the disciples, it, it reminds me so much of the book of Genesis, where Moses talks about how Adam and Eve walk with God in the garden in the cool of the day. They had a chance to walk with him and talk with him, to hear his voice, to hear his heart and begin to to see him face to face and they they were able to follow him and be with him Jesus chose the 12 so that they might be with him we see that in Mark chapter 3 verse 14 he called them to himself so they could be together and that was is what Jesus is calling of you and of me today is that he wants us to come closer to him not because of what we can offer not because of our great personalities or anything that we may have but he's calling us so that we could be with him. What an honor, what a privilege um, that is. Craig Conway writes, he says, Unfortunately, we cannot be with Jesus exactly the same way that Matthew, Bartholomew, Philip, Thomas, and the other disciples were. We can't run up to him physically and give him a high five. We can't sit down with him over coffee and ask him to explain more about the creation of the cosmos, nor can we sit next to him and eat some fish and laugh together. However, we can be with Jesus anytime through prayer, and we can draw near to our Heavenly Father whenever we desire through the spiritual disciplines. Even though Jesus has ascended to the Father in heaven, he's still with us through the Holy Spirit and indwells every believer. Everywhere we go, whether it be work, whether it be school, whether you're on a family vacation, Christ is with you. If you're a follower of Jesus, we are walking with him and he's continually asking us to draw closer to him so that we could be with him. Number two, following Jesus is becoming like Jesus. Matthew uh, Heisler defines following Jesus as imitating or imaging Jesus. You know, Jesus writes in uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 25, he says, Is it enough that the disciple be like his teacher and the servant like his master? And then he says in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, um, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. The gospel is intended to transform our lives. It's intended for us to become more and more like uh, like in the image of Christ. As followers of Jesus, we are a new creation. Paul talks about that when we are in Christ, that we become a new creation, that, that the old is gone, behold, 
all things are made new. And it's something spiritually transformative when we accept the gospel in our hearts, when we decide we're going to live this out, that essentially what we're saying is, I'm going to become less and less like Sam and become more and more like Jesus. I'm going to lay things down so I can be more and more like the one who redeemed me, like the one who saved me, because the gospel has to change us. It has to change our thoughts. It has to change our lifestyle. It has to change uh, how we speak. It has to change the way, um, you know, even, even down to the things of, you know, us saying, you know, certain jokes or having certain conversations. It has to change all those things, because if it doesn't, then it hasn't done its work. And we haven't allowed the gospel to have its work in our hearts. We must strive to be like Jesus in every single area of our lives. And that means, you know, praying for one another. It means, you know, having compassion when those are hurting. It means being peaceful when things are stressful and antagonistic. Um, It means forgiving one another. It means being full of the Holy Spirit. And there's many other ways, but we must have the gospel transform our hearts and transform our lives so that we can become more like Jesus. The third thing this morning is that following Jesus is doing what Jesus did. In John 14, 12, Jesus makes an amazing statement that I still scratch my head over because I don't understand it sometimes, but he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will you do because I'm going to my Father in heaven. Jesus invites us, he invites you and me as his followers to partner with him and continue the work of bringing this kingdom uh, of God here on earth. He invites us to come in and he says, hey, greater things will you do. You've seen me do amazing things here on earth, but because we are his followers, because we are full of his spirit, we're able to step in and do greater works than he's done. You know, just by doing this message on video today, we're doing something greater, right? Jesus never sat in front of a camera. We were never able to preach through social media and we're able to reach many people this way. God is doing works in my life, in your life. When we allow him to, we're able to do the things that he did and more. The resurrected Jesus spoke these words to his disciples. He said, peace be to you as a father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus is sending you and me into a dark and hurting world to continue to do his works. Followers of Jesus do what Jesus did. And I want to encourage you to think about this week. Think about your workplace. Think about your family. How are ways today that you can do the works of Jesus in the lives of those around you. You know, at the end of the day, Jesus uh, called people to follow him in his ministry on earth, but he also calls us to follow him through his spirit. While he's not here, the spirit of God is still drawing you and me to follow him. He's saying to you this morning, come, follow me, come and follow me. Jesus invites us to be with him, to be like him, and to do the works that he did. Hey, one final note. Um, I would ask you this morning that the pattern that we saw today with, uh, with, with Peter and Andrew and James and John, when Jesus spoke to them and said, come follow me, they both were doing something. Uh, all four of these men had something in their hand. The scriptures specifically tell us that they dropped their nets and they left whatever they were doing and they followed 
him. I want to ask you this morning, what is something today that maybe you have in your hand that you need to drop or something that's that's blocking you or restricting you from following Jesus and obeying the voice of God when he says, come and follow me? Think about this morning. Think about your life. Examine your life and say, Lord, help me lay down whatever I need to put down so that I can follow you today. Hey, let's pray this morning, and I'll ask the Lord's blessings over your life as well. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We thank you for your voice that calls us to follow you. And Lord, this morning, we just ask you that you would look at our hearts, that you would look at our lives, and Lord, that you would help us uh, listen to your voice and be compelled to lay down whatever's in our hand, whatever may be in our way from following you, from being like you, from doing your works. Lord, let us lay those things down because we know that you are greater and you are more than anything that we have in our hands, Lord. We love you, God, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And may the Lord bless you, protect you. May the Lord smile on you, be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. God bless you guys. We love you.